one of the things I've learned over the years in this business is if you want to get people really stirred up, really fired up, start asking a bunch of questions. If you need more proof of that, look no further than Springfield Alder woman Kristen Desenzo. She asked a couple of questions this week. Seems to have a lot of people fired up. She joins us live here this afternoon. Alder woman, always a pleasure. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. Thanks, Jim. That that was some sort of introduction right there. You, I'm trying hard not to laugh. Well, well, but uh, it does seem like that's exactly what happened. You raised an inquiry this week at the Springfield City Council. It seemed to set at least one of your colleagues on edge, and it seems to have set some other people on edge, too. Uh, can you walk us through uh, what happened Tuesday night? People have heard the clips here on the uh, on the station, but you were asking some questions about what was happening on the lake this past weekend. Well, I was actually asking what regulations we had in place or what rules and policies we have in place on the lake. Um, Just like I've asked in the past about parades or public gatherings um, on the streets of Springfield downtown. So it goes along to the same line of questioning. Um, And and again, it's it's a question I've risen uh, that I've definitely raised in the past. it was very, very simple question. I just said, hey, there was a, a boat parade on Lake Springfield. There were people out there um, having fun. There were, you know, quite quite a few people. I'm just asking if this needed to be permitted. Um, and, and that what I mean by permitted was do they need a permit? Um, boat races, fishing tournaments, things like that, they have to have permits. And this was a um, political parade, so... As a municipally owned lake, we're not really allowed to have political events on municipal property. So I was just trying to get some clarification. I wasn't trying to limit anyone's free speech. I wasn't trying to, um, you know, cause a ruckus. I really wasn't. I was just trying to get some clarification on what the rules and regulations were on Lake Springfield. I and I'm still waiting on that. I hadn't really thought about it in those terms, uh, but yeah, I mean, Lake Springfield is in fact municipally owned, and while I, I suppose if you wanted to, you could, you know, go set up and have a picnic lunch on the grass at Springfield City Hall, people generally don't do that. Uh, it, it is it, So you, you really haven't determined yet whether there are regulations governing these sorts of uh, private political uh, displays organized by individuals, but taking place in effect on city property. Correct. I mean, if political activity is allowed on city property, I, I jokingly, you know, put a Facebook post up saying, I guess I know where my next fundraiser is going to be, and that's City Hall. Um, you know, we, we have to be careful about these types of things. And I was just trying to get some clarification. That's all I was trying to do. And this spun into this whole other thing um, that I'm trying to restrict free speech, that I was planning, plotting an ordinance, um, several ordinances saying that lake property owners couldn't have political signs in their yards or fly flags of their choice. Um, That's completely ludicrous. I have four signs in my yard right now. And an American flag, but but you um, don't you don't live on you know city property either. Um, and, and the the no, the, I the, don't. the lake homeowners they actually lease their their property from the city, correct? They are they're lake leases, but they're you know they're leases for ninety nine years. It's not like they're leased for you know a, a couple days. Um, these aren't Airbnbs. They are they're they're leased properties that are pretty much 
we, we view them as homeowners. At least I view them as homeowners. I know several people that own homes on the lake, and, and that's what I call them. Um, so there, there was no ill will there, ill intention. It was really just a question. Um, my fellow alderman, Ralph Hanauer, you know, said, hey, this is freedom of speech. I'm like, well, you know, is it? It's a political activity taking place on a, on a lake. We do have rules and regulations for the lake. It's not a free-for-all out there. So, you know, what are the, what are the rules and regulations that govern this? It, it should be noted. Friday, well, yeah, I mean, it should be noted, by the way, that we, we had uh, at least one instance over this past weekend uh, it, down in Texas where one of these parades actually became very serious. You had that big crowd of boats out there on a, a lake that was really kind of more like a river, uh, but they were creating huge wakes that wound up swamping and sinking several boats there. So there is a, a, an acknowledgement that these sorts of large gatherings that are you know pretty unusual on, on the lake uh, could potentially pose a problem if they're not properly regulated. Now, we didn't have any problems like that on Lake Springfield this past weekend correct? No, there were no problems like that. Um, And that wasn't my question. My question was simply, what are the rules and regulations that guide this sort of activity? Um, It's my job to ask questions. I'd had several questions from constituents. I had people calling me over the weekend about this. Um, I represent the people of Ward 6, and if they call me with questions, then I'm going to get them answers. That's what I've been trying to do. So you you I did get some still questions. Don't have an answer. You 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 mentioned you've gotten you've gotten some concerns raised about this to you. Was it in fact politically motivated? Alderman Hanauer suggested this is all just because you don't like the candidate that those voters were were out there advertising. Were the people complaining? Were they complaining uh, from a political motivation? Um, some were complaining from a political motivation, but others were complaining. I mean, I was I was on the shoreline and other people were just saying I just never it was it was huge Um, by the estimates I heard. It was between 100 and 200 boats. So this wasn't some small gathering. Um, It was you know, it was quite an event. And, you know, the concerns I heard were, wow, you know, that's a lot of people and it's kind of cutting people off and it's cutting right through the lake. Um, So it was both political concerns and safety concerns and access concerns. There was a, a whole different, you know basket of concerns. Alderwoman Kristen DeCenzo is live with us here this afternoon on WMAY. Uh, now, you, you referenced these these allegations that you're now working on other ordinances here, and there was apparently a flyer that was being disseminated in some way suggesting you're going to try to prohibit people from putting up political signs on their property, etc., out by the lake. Uh, you've already said this, but I just want to clarify it again. There's no such ordinance in the works or contemplated or anything like that? Absolutely not. And my counterparts on the city council will back that up. I have never approached them regarding an ordinance outlawing signs or flags or anything of the sort. I mean, it's completely a ridiculous piece of propaganda that was put out, a smear campaign that was put out yesterday. But it, um, it actually cites an unnamed alderman or two claiming that this, in fact, is in the works. We, we don't know who that's referencing? No, hmm. we, really, we really don't. Um, and I've talked to almost every single alderman in the last few days, as I do every week. And I, I have to believe them at face value. I have to take them at their word that, no, they didn't say that, and they wouldn't say that because I didn't say it. 
um, I know there's also an article coming out in the SJR about this, and I think there will be some alderman quoted saying, no, she has never approached me with that ridiculous idea, and I, you know, I never would. That's, that's not my style. Well, I, I wanted to get some clarification on it, and I appreciate you uh, coming on. While I've got you here, can I ask you about a couple other things that are going on right now uh, as well? Uh, one yeah. Of, one you of mean the... some real news? Well, yeah. Some, I mean, real, it... some real issues? <laughs> not, not, not me asking a question at city council, which is what older people are supposed to do. Or, or imaginary ordinances that aren't actually in the works. Yeah, I thought we might talk about stuff that is actually happening at City Hall. Yeah, well, let's do that. That sounds like fun. Well, and one of these, and I, I guess nobody's actually seen the draft yet. It's been a little while coming. Coming, but there is the uh, uh, the police reform ordinance that we expect to be in your hands any time now from Alderwoman Turner, Alderman Gregory. Uh, ha- have you been privy to some of the discussions on this? And what do you think about what to, is apparently uh, going to be in that draft ordinance? Um, yes, I have heard a little bit about it. Of course, we haven't seen the ordinance yet. It, it is 348 on Friday, and we usually have seen things by this time. But I checked my email right before I got on with you, and no such luck. Um but, you know, the gist of it is to ban chokeholds and um, make sure that, you know, I didn't know that no-knock warrants were a thing here. I didn't think we had them in Illinois, and, in fact, we do. So, of course, that has been a issue at front and center with the Breonna Taylor killing in Louisville. Um, we would, I'd be devastated if something like that happened here. Um, so, you know, that was a of interest to me, of course, um, you know, the disbursement of crowds and, and how we control that. So I am anxious to see the full draft of the ordinance. A- any concerns that uh, some of those um, uh, proposals like uh, putting restrictions on no-knock warrants or putting some limits on what police can do to disperse crowds uh, actually ties the hands of police? Chief Winslow, we've got an interview with him coming up here shortly, but he's already expressed some concerns that it really takes away tools that police need uh, depending upon the situation they find themselves in. Look, we all want to live in a safe city. Um, We all want everyone to be treated fairly and equally. And, you know, we don't want to tie the hands of the police. That's not anyone's intent. We just want to make sure that if a person of color gets pulled over or accused of something or there's a warrant out for their arrest, that they are treated the way I would be treated lying in my bed at night, Um, which is, you know, not with someone busting my door down and coming in firing shots. So I think we're just trying to make sure that this is an equitable uh, way for everyone to be treated. That, that's my concern. I'm, I'm eager to hear the debate on this in, in the city council. We had a lengthy discussion this past week on the issue of the homeless locally. Cold weather is going to be here before we know it. And it doesn't seem like we yet have much of a concrete plan in place for how we're going to make sure that people are protected from the uh, from the elements. Uh, from a city council perspective, what do you see happening with aldermen to, to try to move this along? We talk about this a lot, and this is such a, a troubling issue because, you know, it was just about exactly a year ago that we took the vote on the Center for Health and Housing that ultimately didn't happen. And had that happened a year ago, we wouldn't be sitting here having the same conversation again today. Um, You know, I know that people think Tent City is a great idea and it's a great alternative, um, but 
people should live in houses. They should live in apartments. They should have a real roof and, you know, four walls. And I fear that it's going to get cold and they will start fires in the tents to keep warm. And then we'll have a whole different set of issues on our hands. And nobody wants that. You know, we want people to get the, the help they need and the food they need and the showers they need, um, their clothes washed, and get them into housing so they can get on with their lives. Um, you know, the, the mayor did hire a consultant uh, without our knowledge. His name is John Fallon. And the Continuum of Care came and presented to us last week. And, you know, I think it raised more questions than it did provide answers because, there are so many different organizations doing so many different things for so many different groups of people, um, you know, whether it's homeless women or homeless veterans, uh, you know, there's just a, a whole different set of um, agencies that are doing the same thing. So it's a shame we can't put everyone together and all get, you know, find a, a, a building that works for everybody or several different buildings, which I think is what John Fallon is going to present you know, several different locations throughout the city. I mean, whatever it takes, I am here to help. I'm here to listen, and I'm here to make the, the best possible deci decisions for the people who need the most help. Actual, real, important issues pending before this Springfield City Council. We'll watch the debate carefully in the weeks to come. Alderwoman Kristen DeCenzo, thanks, as always, for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. You have a great weekend.